0: Welcome to the Heads Up for Tales podcast. I'm Rashi Narang, your host and also the founder at Heads Up for Tales. I know that the relationship you have with your pet is one of the most fulfilling kinds of love that you can experience. And I also know that your pets deserve the best life that you can give them. This podcast is dedicated to understanding our pets better so we can enrich their lives I hope you find great value in this podcast and it helps strengthen the bond that you have with your pet companions. Hello and welcome back to the Heads Up for Tales podcast. Today I have with me Varuna Kaur, who's an internationally certified canine behaviorist and trainer. I've known Varuna for a long, long time, and I'm honestly blown away by her expertise and how she's been able to help so many dogs across the country. Um, We're going to be discussing a topic very close to my heart, which is around rescue dogs and how to help them settle into their new life once we decide to bring them home. Varuna is an alumni of the Shirin Merchant Institute and is one of the first Indians to hold the level 4 certification by True to Life International Dog Training and Behavior by John Rogerson and Mia Guo. Varuna has always been very passionate about dogs and she's been working in the rescue field for more than 12 years. She also specializes in aggressive behavior and has assisted Shirin on multiple courses and mentors the new students from the institute. Varuna, I am so happy to have this conversation with you today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so
1: much for having me here, Rashi. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. And just for everybody to know, I am uh, currently sitting in the Heads Up for Tales uh, head office and it is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you,
0: Varuna. Thank you so much for being here all the way from Bombay. So nice to see you in person after COVID and all of these Absolutely. crazy things that we've been through in the last two years. Yes. Um. Varuna, today is, uh, I know something that is close to your heart too. And you know, really, how do you form this bond with a puppy or a dog or a, or a senior dog that you may have adopted, rescued rather, and helping
1: them settle into their new life? So it's mainly about having the patience and time so that the dog trusts you enough to let you handle it. In most cases, uh, we are always in a hurry and we always think that, you know, because the dog is in pain, we are also anxious and of course the dog is already stressed because of the pain. So there's a lot of anxiety around the entire situation. You just need to stop panicking first. You need to just stop panicking and take very calm decisions. Take your time to know the dog. Let the dog start trusting you first. That is very important. No, I I
0: totally agree. I mean, I think that I'm happy to see the number of rescued um, dogs that are coming into homes and many of them have a traumatic past. It could be abandonment, they could be breeder discards, they could be, um, you know, little puppies who've seen an accident on the on the streets or have lost their mother very young. Um, And sometimes when we take home a rescue from a shelter or straight from the streets, it works out really well. But other times there can be so many challenges based on what the dog has been through. right? Uh, And obviously these dogs cannot speak and tell us what their past has been. And it's up to us to be able to figure out this connection between trauma and how they're behaving, how they're reacting to certain things, how they're being able to uh, fit in into our homes, which is again a really big change for them. Uh, so when we are looking at rescuing and bringing home a dog, what should we look for in terms of, um, you know, just behavior, in terms of what we should
1: expect and how can we really help them settle in? So like you mentioned, most rescue dogs or adopted dogs will come with some of the other trauma background. Now you have to remember most Indies that come into our homes and of course, you know, um fortunately now people have started adopting a lot of indies um you have to keep in mind that indies have a genetic code of being skittish most almost 90 percent of indies will be fearful um will not gel very quickly with people or with other animals so time and distance is your best friend at this you know at this point what i would suggest is if you are getting home a puppy don't overwhelm it don't keep over indulging you know in what the puppy is doing what it's not doing just let the puppy or even if it's an adult dog just let it be the more you try to be friendly it might push the dog further you know further away from you so give it time and patience that's all you need
0: yeah yeah that makes so much sense i mean Imagine going into first of all you don't know where yes. with people that you don't know suddenly just going into a new home and expecting to uh, settle down with every single member of the family where there is a different equation Absolutely. and not being able to speak the
1: same language yes. to
0: to tell you
1: know tell exactly. us about your past and there's so much more that's happening in a dog's mind because the environment has changed yeah. and uh, you know there's uh, uh, there's so much stress there's so much panic. There's so much anxiety. So you need to give that puppy or that dog some time, a couple of days, to settle before you can start, you know, training or start doing a lot of things here and there.
0: Yeah, right. Um, and Varuna, just from um, my experience, when I remember when we got little Poppins, who was also picked up off the streets by mm-hmm. someone when she was very hurt. Um, I remember trying to take her to the vet and it was very difficult yes. and I think that's one of the big the first points on everybody's checklist when they are looking to bring home a rescue and take them to the vet get their uh, get them checked out we don't have medical reports or records and we don't have a past yes. history to go by um, and I know that it's quite traumatic for a dog
1: just wanted to know your your advice because I still struggle to take Poppins to the vet. I totally get it uh, so even you know my personal experience with my own dog Bambi, she was uh, again uh, uh, she was rescued in a very very bad condition. So for her going to the vet uh, initially was only in pain. So that whole relationship of going to the vet became very traumatic because the first two places that I took her to um didn't have the time and patience to work with her. So that pushed her to thinking that this space is not very good and you know can't trust the people here. Yes. Till date if there is a vet who comes in with a white uh, coat she freaks out. So uh, it's very important to firstly find a vet who will have enough time for you and have the patience and is not uh, you know uh, in a hurry to finish things because especially with trauma cases when they are already going through so much stress yeah. they're already going through pain they're already going through uh, you know the fear of uh, so many new different handlers it's very important that you give the dog time to settle right. so you know if everything that we are discussing we are keep you know we are keeping on looping around time and patience yeah. with these type of dogs even if you adopt you know an indie you have to remember it will take you more time and patience than if you take in a lab or you take in a golden retriever because golden retrievers and labs genetically are uh, you know very okay with people they're yeah. very people pleasing dogs yeah. indies have not always been people pleasing they've very recently started going into homes yes so that is something that people have to start realizing they're not your cuddle bugs
0: right
1: so they might become cuddle yeah. bugs like my dog is of total chipku yeah. but you know that may not be the case with everybody right. and that right. also has happened after a very long time we really have to give them time and you have to find a vet who will have patience you know to uh, uh, you know evaluate your dog yeah. at a distance as well if right. that is possible right and while we're
0: on this journey any tips on building a positive association between the vet
1: or the car and absolutely your yes um, so, usually in the first couple of days, and this goes in general for all puppies, not just rescue pups. Uh, what we tend to do is, we tend to take our pups only to the vet in the car or the rickshaw. So, the pups start getting worried because they know the pattern now. That, okay, every time we step into this car or this uh, vehicle, we're going to the vet and we're going to get a shot or we're going to... There's some negative association, you know, associated with that. Right so instead of always going to the vet you can take your dog for maybe go to a heads up for tails you know shop get a treat get some you know get a toy get anything you know like it do something fun where the puppy is also safe it's not like you have to take your puppy out because obviously it will be it will not have completed all the vaccinations till then right so we don't have to risk the puppy but at least we can give it positive, uh, uh, you know, things to relate to when yes. it's sitting in the car or even if it's going to the vet. So at the vet, the initial, uh, you know, few sessions that you do have to be very nice. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, that's the
0: only way because Poppins is still afraid. Yes, so. I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. And Varuna, you know, um, this just this brought a memory, brought a memory back to me. Couple of years ago, I found this really sweet golden retriever abandoned um, in the hedges near my house. He was hiding. So I picked him up and I put him in my car. He was very friendly, really sweet. And I was wondering why on earth would somebody leave a dog like that? And it was clearly a case of abandonment. He had been out. He looked, you know, really weak. He had been um, no collar, nothing on him. But while I was loving him, I, I touched his head and I moved down, you know, to the chin. And he snapped really, really, really badly. My hand got saved, but if it hadn't, it would have been a really bad bite. And I realized that he had a big, big red flag under, you know, on on the chin area.
1: It could have been that, you know, uh, again, whenever there is a new uh, puppy or new dog that you uh, rescue or you come across, um, you have to give it, um, you have to actually take the time to understand the dog's body language. At first the dog might seem very very friendly but we also call that as frivolous behavior which is just a uh, slightly being playful to see to gauge what you are like. Right. Yeah. So you have to always be careful with any rescue cases before touching them all over. Be very very wary of you know what is happening. Yes. So uh, I'm glad you your hand was safe because that would have been a very bad bite. Yeah. So, and that could also be, again, many, many, that could have been many, many reasons. It could have been that, you know, maybe something went wrong with the collar. Yeah. Someone must have, you know, pulled really hard or maybe that pup was in pain at that time. Right. Right. So, you never know. You have to be extremely careful with the rescue cases. Right.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because mm-hmm. not everybody yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean I didn't think of it at that point cuz he seemed to be this really yes. sweet golden retriever wagging <sighs> his tail coming up to yes, me. Yes, I get it. I know, really So, get I it. just wanted to bring that up as a flag. Right. Um and I know that people struggle with behaviours like these. I know that this dog in particular it took his family many, many years to help him unlearn right. that threat and to unlearn being afraid of humans and, and this biting syndrome. Right. And dogs take that time but but people and their families struggle um, and it can lead to so many challenges at home. Yes. But I do really believe that with the right training and understanding these dogs can outgrow reacting from their place of trauma totally no one just so, wanted more mm, on
1: that. yeah so again when it comes to uh, fearful dogs or dogs who come with a lot of uh, you know traumatic history um, you have to have a behaviorist on board not because uh, it'll it'll help you yeah. but more than that it's going to help the dog because at this point the dog whatever the dog is trying to tell you is not reaching right right it's you are not understanding the dog is confused and aggression comes from a point of conflict always so whenever we see especially dogs in fear and yes. in pain um recently just you know giving an example just last week last week one of my uh, stray dogs uh, met with a very bad accident um, and her unfortunately she's fractured her hip and one of the sweetest dog in the world she, she'll come wagging her tail to you, stick to you. She's a proper chipku. Yeah. So, um, but in in pain, when you go to touch her or move her, yeah. she's she bit three people. Right. And we couldn't, uh, you know, we couldn't believe that this is the same dog. Yeah. So you imagine what pain and fear can do to a dog and not just to a dog, even to us. Of course. Of you know, course. If, if, uh, if I'm in pain, I know how I would react to someone who's trying to uh, maybe medicate me or yes. do something, you know, it's just just that whole uh, defense mechanism of the dog comes up. Sure. So sure. you have to always be very careful when we are rescuing, when we are working with rescue dogs or even when you're getting rescue dogs home as fosters. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, people, of course, fortunately have started fostering dogs. Yes. Which is beautiful, but again uh, fosters are also at a very high risk of getting bitten, of you know, being traumatized by a dog, so even they need uh, guidance from a behaviorist and I'm sure any behaviorist, all of us are dog lovers, I'm sure any behaviorist in the world will be able to guide you through, just have to contact them, you don't even have to have them on board, even if you take few tips from them, that also will take you a long way and Varuna, talking about a few tips, could you
0: share some here? Because I I really believe that, um, and I've seen this multiple times that people always start with the best of intentions. Absolutely. Right. They bring home this dog in the hope to give it a new life, the best life that they can. But I think that they may not anticipate some of these challenges. So, what are the few things that we can do to helping them, um, you know, just settle in, help to understand each other? Outside of definitely the time and distance forms the basis of all of that. Yes. Uh, But any more
1: tips that you can share for our listeners to take away? uh, Yes. So um, just learning a little bit about the body language of dogs, that takes you a long way. Because just small stress signals like very basic stress signals like licking of lips or yawning or uh, panting even though it's not hot. All those very, very small signals if you see, that can tell you if a dog is comfortable or not. A lot of times if you see, if you if you go online even right now and check any YouTube video of someone hugging a dog, you'll see some kind of discomfort in the dog's Absolutely. body language. Yes. You'll see the dog lick, licking its lips. You'll see the dog, you know, just uh, suddenly starting to pant. Yes. And it will look very sweet and cute. But as behaviorists, we know that that's a, you know, that dog is stressed so yeah. this is just one example yeah. right so learning about their body language is you know very important and you have tons and tons of books and videos and uh, you know there's a lot of material in the world right now so it's not uh, impossible to learn a little bit about them and you have so many you know courses as well uh, online which you can do and you can just just to have the basic knowledge really really works very well. And of course, um, if it's a it's a dog who uh, you see is going through a lot of trauma, uh, you see that the dog is going through a lot of pain, um, of course the vet has to be on board and you have to get a behaviorist on board. Right. It's very important because that behaviorist will be able to tell you whether the dog is, uh, you know, dog needs another program that needs to be started right away or not. Because a few things we can, push for later but there are a couple of things that we need to start from the day that the pup comes home. Yeah, right. So the first few things that you can do for a rescue pup that you have at home is uh, start setting a routine for the dog um, in terms of um, not just when it should be fed or when you should play with it and all but uh, a toilet training routine that you know make sure you have the mats in place, uh, make sure you're guiding the dog well enough. Um, then, of course, uh, have a little bit of a training routine as well. Uh, basic basic things like, sit down, uh, paw, all these things, they're not just commands, they're actually ways of communicating with your dog. So, just that little bit of communication will also take you a long way. Right. Also, um, don't be in a hurry to socialize this dog uh, as you would socialize any other pup. Because uh, a dog who comes with fear issues or trauma issues, the socialization process changes. Because if you are going to overwhelm the dog at this point, you might push it to become aggressive. Yes. So you don't want to push it down that lane. Just have to be very, you know, slow in whatever you're doing. Uh, Don't wait for too long also, which is why it's very important, again, to get a behaviorist on board to see at what level the dog is. If the dog is already at a level where, you know, socializing it or exposing it to more people, will uh, make it more aggressive and scared, uh, it's better not to. Then it's better to introduce maybe one person in a couple of days, then maybe uh, another person in a couple of days. So the whole process becomes very slow and very different from your regular socialization that you would do for a pup.
0: That's definitely very helpful. Varuna, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and wisdom with us on this subject. To all of those listening, Um, and maybe perhaps thinking of bringing home a rescue. I just want to encourage and applaud your big kind hearts and I hope that you can find the courage and the time and the patience to be on this journey and help a wonderful creature uh, get hope at a better life.